0: Has, and maybe it's appropriate and skillful, tended to concentrate on the welfare of the individual rather than um, an engagement of the individual with the world. If you see what I mean. They want people to adjust well, to live well, happy life, contented life, with wisdom and clarity, feel deeply okay with themselves. But the he- for the most part, there's not a kind of radical the revolutionary kind of position within psychotherapy that's my feeling Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's mm. more concentrating on the welfare of the person or credit mm. but it doesn't have a radical mm. the kind of radical edge to it and i and i would have li- liked to see the, the psychotherapy movement much more engaged with the political economic social human rights movement and and spiritual movement mm-hmm. and uh, be a real meeting together mm. and unfortunately that to my knowledge hasn't happened a great deal mm. there's some transpersonal psychology mm. generally speaking uh, don't see it mm. right.
1: <coughs> so um, do you think there's a difference between Engage Buddhism
0: in the West and engage Buddhism in the East. N- no, no, no. no. That that the since engaged Buddhism is engaged for a specific reason, mm. and if that reason is common, mm. liberation, ending of suffering, then I wouldn't see any difference. So I don't see personally difference between sort of things that are going on here and there yeah. it may just be uh, no no I can't see it. I don't see it. I don't see a difference and I wouldn't even make the difference between ordained and lay people mm. Mm. Right. I, th- I think yeah, where, where there's awareness and wisdom and lots of heartfulness the action will, will come mm. nat- nat- naturally and easily and Dharma teaches East and West, the best contribution that we can make is to remind people that no one lives in isolation. We're all living in this thing together. Mm -hmm. And the extended period of time of solitude, for example, at Gaia House, we have a a hermitage wing for about 18 people. Mm -hmm. And solitude is a pretty major contribution towards engagement and the experience of spending time in solitude and in one's aloneness and silence does generate and produce a lot of uh, inner work and strength with the the support of uh, meditation Mm -hmm. and certainly people that I meet and love all have known and engaged in a lot of solitude Mm -hmm. and uh I had a meeting last year with um, Aung San Suu Kyi, the democratic leader, uh, whose five years in uh, under house arrest, she said she could never have got through it without, um, with, without we passing our practice, without insight meditation. And when the Dalai Lama s- said to myself and others many times that First and foremost, he's a monk, and first and foremost, he likes aloneness and doing his practice. And it's such messages I think are a, are a major springboard from aloneness, contemplative life, meditative life, to engagement. That one supports the other, and if one thinks of major historical figures, solitude, for the Buddha, Jesus, the Mahatma, yeah. to the desert days of silence indispensable feature of the inner and the outer working together
1: mm. 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 Yeah. you mentioned it um, liberation yeah. Mm.
0: yeah
1: can you explain a bit about that
0: yeah uh, uh, um, liberation has several different uh, intimations mm. to it um, an obvious one is freedom from, Mm -hmm. and therefore it's freedom from uh, three, as the Buddha would call it, three poisons of the mind, greed, hate, delusion, confusion, and therefore that in the depth of being there's little, no ego uh, going on, Mm -hmm. and therefore one's life is essentially um, unselfish, basically. So the demand on the world to satisfy I, me and my, uh, those demands have largely eradicated, largely gone out. So therefore the genuine sense of liberation is um, psychological health and well-being, no anxieties, worries, fears, etc. Uh, depth of uh, heartfulness so kindness, compassion engagement comes naturally and uh, uh, easily and the problem of life has gone out Mm -hmm. One is free from the problem or problems Mm -hmm. of life Mm -hmm. and the teachings in terms of the third noble truth Mm -hmm. keep on pointing to that pointing to one's realisation of one's liberation. Natural outflow of course is ethics because one's not making demands so one's not being violent or abusive cheating or whatever Mm -hmm. which all forms of demands. Um, Natural uh, mindfulness and awareness because one feels connected and close with things and uh, the wisdom to deal with circumstances. And they are all outflows of a free and liberated life and natural outflows.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, kind of the teachings point to um, ethics, depth of meditation and awareness and wisdom as a three-fold training. And... I was ask about it, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and the outcome of the three-fold training is liberation. Mm-hmm. And the outcome of liberation is ethics, awareness, meditation and wisdom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So one leads to one and one reveals one leads the three lead to liberation. Mm. And liberation reveals ethics, reveals awareness and mindfulness, and it reveals wisdom in circumstances. Mm. Mm.
2: Right. Wow.
1: Do you think it's always been um, being present in the? since the time of the Buddha? Well, it Engaged Buddhism.
0: Mm. Mm. Um, uh, um, what historical you historical know, re- records from... I'm not a historian, I'm not an expert on these things, but I uh, you know, spent six months in... Uh, six months, six years in uh, the robes as a Buddhist monk. So in that period, you,
2: know,
0: you kind of get the line Almost of a hundred generations, two and a half thousand years mm. of how things have flown because a month mm. you know, you talk one generation to the next you, you get the, the rhythm mm. of of things, mm. and I think there have been periods when there was a, a very clear slump in any sense of engagement, mm-hmm. and to some degree, the difficulty, if not the frustration of it um brought about the radical need for change and the in a way the Mahayana tradition I suspect was largely born out of the recognition of the importance of compassion. And I was swinging again. When people leave anyway, I'll just carry on for a minute that so I right, go yes. like door uh, of the need for compassion, mm-hmm. um too much insularity out of, out of that came the view of Mahayana, Hinayana tradition there, mm-hmm. and I suspect the Mahayana tradition was to a degree a protest against the navel-gazing mm-hmm. insularity mm-hmm. of monasticism. Mm-hmm. There. To some degree, let me go and check. Mm. So oh yes, right, oh yes, so I was saying right, <laughs> the Mahayana tradition was born out of born out of that mm-hmm. to some degree, it fell in a little bit of the same trap as well, mm-hmm. so huge monasteries got established, mm-hmm. playing again an important part in local village role, but also a lot of talk of compassion not enough action Mm. and to some degree some monasteries got so big they actually depleted the male resources Mm. so it provoked a tremendous economic burden on local people Mm. so there's lots of underlying questions about compassion as an engagement rather as can easily come about a kind of meditation on compassion which generates feelings of concern for others mm-hmm. and now there that, comes about, and I think historically there did, a confusion between compassion which is the action and pity which is the generating of a feeling mm-hmm. for the suffering of others mm-hmm. and I think there's been a historical confusion between the two mm-hmm. I don't think pity is any substitute for action
2: mm-hmm.
1: If, yes. If, so going back mm-hmm. to um, what I was saying about, you know, some people say that they they feel engaged, you know, or they attempt to be engaged through mindfulness.
0: Yeah, it's Is a vehicle that, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: It, would that um, be necessary? Perhaps because they. Um,
0: or or you know haven't been in um, I d-
1: for a long time, you know. to be
0: honest I think it's because they're devotees of Thai of Thich right, Nhat Hanh okay. mm. and he is such a warm and deeply kind and saintly man mm. and he and uh, Sister Fung of course mm. having uh, weathered through the trauma of Vietnam mm. it brings its own heartfulness out of out of all of us so, Thich Nhat Hanh, in his um, endeavour to make uh, the Dharma accessible in the West, mm. Mm. has focused rather strongly on mindfulness. Mm. So, the devotees, mm. you know, and they're very devoted to him, uh, follow that up as well. Right. You know, yeah. And therefore, mm. being mindful as a way of getting connected. And of taking a more caring and conscious view towards life, mm. etc. Mm. But people like me mm. um, are cautious about the elevation of one word in the Noble Eightfold Path called mm. Right Mindfulness mm. to the danger of it gaining a kind of mega status. Right, yeah. Mm. And thus People just talking the language of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. The same danger is applicable, as I said earlier, with regard to um, meditation,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and it d- and it ends up as a kind of uh, a, um, a therapy for the mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I mean it has that to it, but it's it's more about seeing deeply and clearly to realise things, and trusting that out of that health in, in inner health and well-being will flower from it. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm one of those who are cautious about taking up any particular concept Mm -hmm. and repeating it um, regularly Mm -hmm. because of the danger of its watering down the teachings. In other words, it's not enough just to be a mindful person. Mm -hmm.
2: That's
0: one one feature. Of down the life. Right.
1: I was just wondering whether it was, you know, that a lot of people have not um,
0: been practising for long enough, and it's like, mm-hmm. that if they that's stay true. with it long enough, would it, would it broaden I don't right? think there's, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: not so optimistic, but… Right. Okay, no fine, I'm just asking.
0: Yes, yeah, that's a good question, and, <laughs> and, and, and uh, good points to raise. Um, I think the track record is: people who do, or think, on the same along, along the same lines, will continue to do and think along the same lines, right. because it creates its own habit, its own own movement, right. and and I see that happens a lot in Dharma of the just the possibility or the danger or the reality of becoming so identified with a concept, or a method, or a technique, or a teacher, or whatever. And one can then forget the ruthless aspect of the teaching, and the essential core teaching. Nothing, nothing, nothing's worth clinging to. Nothing's worth being identified with. Nothing's worth grasping onto and making much of. And therefore, freedom first and last, and trusting out of that, and not to be, and as the Buddha said, never be satisfied with anything less than the best. Mm-hmm. And to be satisfied with mindfulness, to be satisfied with seeing impermanence, to, dis- to be satisfied with uh, um, a daily meditation, or with a particular uh, uh, teacher, is to be satisfied with less than the best. Mm-hmm. And, as uh, I just said, in Bonn, uh, where Ti town students I was just speaking at one of their centers there mm-hmm. and uh, and just said to them, "Go for jackpot, go for liberation don't and and just regard that mindfulness and your formal meditations and devotion and service to others, whatever it is, they just all contributions to for awakening, mm. but don't mm. be content."
1: just one aspect.
0: Exactly. And if they get all people just it's just one aspect. So it's very, very clear. Mm. Then they won't have as a result a kind of indulgence in in through naivety or whatever, in one thing mm. and elevating it to a special status. Mm. When one looks at the Dharma teaching, my God, the width, the breadth, the depth is Unparalleled on this earth. Mm.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, even from the point of view, I guess of Thich Nhat Hanh, he doesn't, in that sense, he is accenting mindfulness, but actually he's written much more widely uh, yeah. in his fourteen precepts.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're a good example. Yes, absolutely.
1: Much wider.
0: Mm. Than the mindfulness yes, is. exactly, and and his the body of his teachings is much. Some of his poetry is is full of ultimate liberating truth to it. His uh, uh, concern for the welfare of others, etc., is is tremendous. Mm. But, never underestimate the mind's ability to cling to a concept, in this case. These days, they mentioned mindfulness, and many Buddhists would go, take that hand, straight away. Because that word got it
1: got associated with, got associated
0: with him, yes. and uh, we just had a mm. uh, guy house, the committee, the trustees, meeting two or three weeks ago and uh, and it's just establishing internationally more days of meditation, but mm. a third of the committee a third half of the committee maybe more, was saying, "Oh well, yes, we need days of mindfulness." And, um.
1: <laughs> you threw up your hands in horror. Well, not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: getting warm. And and I said, it would create difficulty. Because days of mindfulness is associated with Thai. And and the, the,
1: the small little groups around the country
2: often call their
0: days days of mindfulness. Yeah, no, that, that's mm-hmm. the language. That's yeah. the. and and that's their mm-hmm. right and privilege. I said, mm-hmm. in, um. will. We'll have to um, keep the language a little bit apart, just just there's not any confusion etc yeah. etc, et and days of meditation or whatever they want yeah. to call it yeah. so, that's what, so there was an agreement about you know um, uh, about it so it depends in what kind of context the individual's relationship is to the word in this case mindfulness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'd say the same thing about him, seeing impermanence, some Buddhists elevate that mm-hmm. um keeping precepts, or, um, or um, s- uh, doing daily meditation, anything which is a great resource one can get stuck with, yeah. that's it, one can get stuck with it.
1: Somebody described some of those Seems to me as, as part of the consumer aspect of, of it all.
0: In which I mean, way Well, that
1: you can sort of, you know, it's like um, you accumulate things like going on retreat Oh yes, oh yes, definitely. Yes,
0: yes. The the there 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 is that danger uh, too, Mm -hmm. and of course people do wish to be nourished and informed, Mm -hmm. and do go on retreats etc. But what's the relationship to it? You know, is it being used? build up qualifications, and e- e- ego building Was a real opportunity for the depth of uh, in, uh, insight and, uh, and, and realization. So, uh, the things themselves kind of supportive, pretty neutral really, going mm-hmm. on a retreat or mm-hmm. reading a Dharma book, you know, some of us write Dharma books, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it just the acquisition of more knowledge? or is it really being used to really shed light on things mm. really making a difference mm. it varies from person to person <laughs> anything? yes anything else, how are we doing
1: I think, I, you know, I, well um, I've come to the end of my question, have you, good you oh,
2: lovely,
0: I can't do I didn't have that many No, I just
1: want to think
0: Yes, yes.